now entering the minds of a group of individuals that some people will never understand. ELT Productions now invades your privacy with Degenerate Minds. Degenerate! I love it! That's me! From everything 90s to professional wrestling and spanning the entire media world, ELT brings you the hottest information that we think you should care about. Now leading your trip through the minds of Degenerates, your hosts, White Kong and Terror Zactyl. Hello everyone and welcome to Degenerate Minds, episode 14, our end of the year special kind of episode. Uh, as always, Notorious White Kong. Uh, oh shoot, I'm just <laughs> screwing around there for a second. This is the El Terrazactyl. And our special guest today is our audio yes, engineer, the guy who makes us sound good, RVD. <laughs> not <laughs> VD, not VD. <laughs> But RVD. You said that in a way where it was like our VD. So well, we all I mean, have venereal diseases. We've all been there, haven't we? No. Oh. No, we haven't. Oh. If you guys can't tell, we've been having a little bit of fun uh, as we record uh, our episode 14. Sponsored by Carling's Black Label. Black Label. It'll get you drunk. Quickly. It's true. <laughs> true statement. ELT now brings you ringside at Champions Corner to discuss all things professional wrestling, superstars, divas, Raw, SmackDown, and all of your favorite pay-per-views. All roads lead to Champions Corner. For this special episode 14, the year-end recap, uh, we're going to start with Wrestling, Champions Corner. We're going to talk about shirtless wrestling. Yeah, shirtless wrestling. We are shirtless. You we can't are shirtless. see it at home, but we are shirtless. So some some big moments from 2014 wrestling. Um, I think the, one of the biggest moments for us. I mean, me, Terrazactyl, a couple other members of ELT, Snake Charmer. Snake Charmer. We're all together to watch WrestleMania 30. Yes, which is pretty impressive because. Uh, Undertaker lost his streak. Yeah. Daniel Bryan Ooh. became champion, and you know months later would be too too uh, injured too injured to fight. Mm-hmm. WWE has made a lot of changes right now because Brock Lesnar, as we're recording this, Brock Lesnar holds the belt. Brie Bella, I believe, holds the belt. Nick, it's Nikki Bella. It's Nikki Bella. Yeah, why don't you pull up the cheat sheet there, yeah. sir? Nikki mistake. Bella, as shown on the website. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler is the rightful championship of the Intercontinentals. And Rusev holds the United States Championship belt, Rusev, and I don't like it. I was going to say, Rusev's gimmick is getting old on me really quick. It's the same thing every I time. Rusev, I break you. I and, break you. And, yeah, and the, That's Rus- what it is. the Russian woman coming out, yelling a whole bunch of gibberish Russia. in our Vladimir Putin yeah. is our, our savior yeah. and Putin. That's and then says it. I feel like it's, I almost feel like it's mocking the U.S. for him to hold the U.S. belt. It kind of. Well, it's the point. It's, it's the, the heel point. heat of it. I know it's yeah. the point, but it's like it. It makes me want to turn off or change the channel every time he comes out. It's just boring because you know he's either gonna win by submission or eventually he'll lose to someone, and that'll be this that whoever that is that they're picking. They're looking push. to put like a new Hulk Hogan again, up against yeah. him. Yeah, and they just because don't have that's one really right what now. They did with the Sheik. It's really not. I mean, nothing new to them, but. But um, that was a pivotal moment. Uh, Brock, let's talk about Brock Lesnar holding the belt for, right, for a little bit. That's I feel like that's the <laughs> I'm issue. Brock, I'm like Brock Lesnar and I'm holding the belt. 
He doesn't talk scary at all. Well, yeah, he is. It's terrible. That's why ben he has Paul Heyman. Yeah, that's why he has Paul Heyman. It's because he's roided out yeah. of his mind. He has no testicles. That's how much roids he's on. All right. He's gone up into his neck. <laughs> See, I thought it was just gonna, it's like little two I'm two things of rice. <laughs> two things of rice in a pouch. <laughs> he holds him around his neck. Two jingle balls. My, my defense is impregnable. <laughs> That was my best attempt at a Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yeah. Hey, he knows his boxer. Yeah, yeah, I know the most popular one. Now do George Foreman. <laughs> I got a Foreman grill. That's, that's all I got. It. That's, that's a, all I got. It's the saddest thing ever. It is. But anyway. yeah, that's that's a that's a thing that yeah. I think they tried to like. Oh, we'll we'll give it to the Beast, and yeah. he won't be. Well, he'll only be a specialty guy that comes every once in a while. And it's like the problem is you forget about the belt. Yeah, that's kind of why Dolph's kind of taken up. A lot of a lot of that space right now is like he's had two really good moments. Um, survive. He's the sole, sole survivor of this year, and his t- TLC match was pretty awesome. He looked like he almost died two times. I mean, he sells it pretty well. As we're watching this, Royal Rumble is also on the cusp yes. of happening. The, cusp um, of the-, the main thing is they think they think Roman Reigns because I th- I think he just came back as we're recording Probably. this. And they're talking like, oh, he's poised to win because he was like the second place winner last year. Maybe someone like Dolph or someone else is going to slide in and, and, Dolph and take won't it. Yet. We're going to see Not how yet? Roman Reigns does. Do you think Roman Reigns is going to get that push? Yeah, he's going to get that push. Well, they've already been pushing him so hard. Yeah. Well, they were pushing anyway. him, but then he was gone for a couple months because of an injury. Yeah, because of like well, a hernia, yeah, hernia or something. Yeah. They had him come back this past yep. Monday yep. and just kind of do a, you know, a presence appearance type thing. They really want to push him because he's a big guy, and that's, right. what, that's what Vince likes ultimately. So you've already got Rollins, who's being—he's the voice he's, of the authority. He's the voice of the authority, and he's the money in the bank. Yeah, uh, money in the bank holder. Yeah, so they I'll be interested to see how they shake things up. Now, what do we think about the Miz and Damian Sandow? Mizdow. Mizdow. The, the thing I like about the tag team champion. The thing I like about Mizdow is she's. He's indirectly getting a push from the crowd. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, yeah. The last two big pay-per-views, like Miz raises his hand, no one says anything. Damian Sando or Miz Dow raises his hand, the crowd goes fucking they love, nuts. With the universe, quote unquote. Really, the WWE universe. They really love Miz Dow, and it's so great. What I noticed in this past Monday, so it would have been the Monday before Christmas, they had the Miz and Miz Dow in their match, and... Ms. Dow didn't even get in the match. That's the, as what I saw. Yep. But he was outside the ring, mimicking every move. He's his stunt double. Was doing, and that's what I think. Yeah, the crowd is yeah, looking at him because it's entertaining. It's like, what the hell is he doing? As his stunt double, he mimics everything Miz does, and I love it because Damian Sandow I always feel like is a guy that deserves a little bit better than what he's currently at. So yeah. I love that the crowd is starting worker. to rattle. I'm not saying he's like the he's WWE a good champion. persona, yeah. right? He's he not has, necessarily yeah. the greatest wrestler, no. But he's a good persona, right? And he's doing it well with you know trying to you know take the Mizdow thing to the next level with yeah. mimicking everything. He's, I think it's great. He's embraced it, which is what you have to do sometimes when you have those kind of shitty storylines. Is you just go, well, I'm just going to be the it. best at this shitty thing All right, until they go, man, you're if you're that good with a shitty storyline, man, he'll be excellent with a real good storyline. Man, I'm fucking Bandago and I got to fucking dance. All right, let's. Yeah, do but he gets to dance with Summer Rae. You gotta like Summer Rae. See, well, I, I like, I like, I like, and I'm not saying like skinny small. I'm like, I just like small. Now, I like 
Summer Rae. Hey, I think, I'm not, I don't but, Well, I mean, Terrazactyl and I had this discussion earlier sure, this morning. Sure, sure, sure. I agree with you. I like it. She's hot. She's hot. And that's how most of the divas are. They're hot. Yeah, they have to but be. But then so you so got Paige, and it's like, she has the cute factor. I do like Paige. And so it's, it's the cute factor. I and, do like Paige. But... The one that I was telling Zach, the first diva I really ever saw when I got back into wrestling was AJ Lee. And the reason Ooh. AJ Lee's I'm not I'm not gonna lie, AJ Lee's up on that list. <laughs> she has the booty that won't quit. I, I would say this, I would say this. In this theoretical fantastic world where Summer Rain and and, and um uh, Paige come up to me and says you get one. AJ oh, Lee Cruel World. No, no, uh, cruel World <laughs> If if Paige if Paige and Summer Rae come at me, I think I'm going Summer Rae. But if AJ Lee and Summer Rae come at me, oh, I was gonna say that's a dilemma. If I gotta only pick one, I got I gotta I gotta like think for a second. Oh, man. Yeah, the first time I saw Paige come out, I was instantly impressed. She's appealing to other people, and I think WWE. She's got that. She's got the kind of. She's got the edgy goth look and the edgy goth look. I was gonna say goth, but edgy goth really is not. more fitting. Yeah. Just it's edgier. really not, yeah. but some she's not that mainstream. The, some pretty. people in the audience like. are gonna say like, "Oh, it's a different kind of wrestler." I'm gonna, you know, get behind her and buy all her shit. They want to. They want to go out and buy the "I'll make you scream" T-shirt. Oh, mm-hmm. well, even make, I'm not gonna lie. Even hearing that phrase, I was like, mm. "Yep." She's even British, which is still pretty hot. Yeah, that the accent is hot. Oh, I'll give you that. I'll not give you that. Not as Australian chicks, but no. Anyway. How about we move on? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. It's now time for Back to the 90s. All your favorite movies, music, and all the pop culture you could never forget. For our Back to the 90s not the 80s. Not the 80s, the 90s. The 90s, not 2000. Not 2000. Not 2014. Right in the fucking middle. So today we're going to talk about music. And for me, music in the 90s, because I've, I, I there's a couple artists I like, but I've always liked, like, I like a song from so-and-so, White a song Kong from that, this and that. is a big singles person. I'm a big singles person. It's only 50s, pop music. Yeah. Pop music only. If he lived in the 50s, he would he would just die. Because that was the big time for singles. Because you yeah. just put yeah. out 45. That's all they did. That's it. You go get the 45 or you listen to it at the exactly. mall shop. One or two or songs. Dance song? to it yeah. at the top. Whatever. So what I was into in the 90s was the Now CDs. I think I still had the first like 12 or 13 or so Now CDs. And Now CDs... And they're still going. When they, There's like now oh, 50 now. It's like, yeah, now 58 or something. And now the thing 50, the now. thing with now CDs is that they've expanded into like niche genres. Yep. There's now country. Yep. There's now Christmas. There's, There's the now, now Christmas, yep. 80s. Yep. There's now workout fitness songs. It's it's crazy. Which, Y'all you know, whoever, whoever's doing <laughs> that. <laughs> whoever's running the now CD system they're geniuses they're smart because they're just going like look we're gonna we're gonna pay x amount to license your cd for our your song for our cd and they're just picking hits or relatively well done hits all they have to do is look at what songs are popular on billboard yep that's the thing whoever does that job at for the now company whatever it is i don't know if it's i don't know if it's warner brothers or you know whatever you know, Sony. We'll I don't take know. these first fifteen. Oh, exactly. we can't get this one. Oh, well, what's the sixteenth? Yep. 
Got it. Okay, anyway. so back to '90s music. Okay, so, so you, why? What? Like, I know you like single. Like, I my biggest thing from the '90s is Jim Blossoms. They might have been on a now CD, but nope. I had no interest. Nope. Yeah, I had no interest in getting a now music because it was mostly pop, and I was at rock '90s. I listened to I Chili Peppers. I mean, look at my body. I have tattoos right now. Look at my body. It's yeah, Chili Peppers, Green Day's on here. Alkaline Trio. Alkaline Trio. I was into rock. That was my thing. I mean, Doors were my first musical memory. So like, I don't, I don't hate pop. I love Chromio now, and Daft Punk. I love. I've always loved Daft Punk. It's just well, the in only, my head is like, I don't. Last thing I want is a CD full of pop singles. Well, I think I'd from, rather get the, all the albums. Well, see, I, I'm an only child, so I didn't have like a brother or sister. To have influence to, 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 to yeah. give me like music, and my parents aren't real big music people either. They like James Taylor. Mama, M- Mama Kong has probably been my biggest influence of like Cat Stevens and James Taylor and things like that. And that's not bad. And that's not oh. bad. Papa Kong, I don't get the impression that he was a big music person growing up, so he, I didn't really he have. Should have come over to record. Should have, but I, I don't I get. I am Papa Kong. I didn't get a lot of musical influence from them aside from you know my mom giving me James Taylor and stuff like that, so. I think I gravitated to the analysis. I'm like, oh, I like three of these 12 songs. Maybe I'll well, like the other one. It's, yeah, if you don't have that big of an influence, you're not going to know, oh, what do I listen to then? So, yeah, yeah now CD is going to be good because it gives you... It's a little sample. It's supposed to be a variety of, oh, what's pop, what's been popular throughout the year? Sure. And you get an idea. And, right. now, and I'm not saying that it's bad music. It's just not what I was into. But what was what was your guys' '90s yeah, music? Well, when, we talked about my now CDs. Gr- oh well, growing up for me, my dad was constantly playing music, but it was always like a variety of so many different decades. There was a a series of discs called the Decades, okay, series or whatever, and so there was a disc with like I don't know forty songs from the '40s and the '30s and the '20s and the '50s, '60s, one for every decade, and that's how I was introduced to music. But growing up in the 90s, I gravitated towards all the 90s bands. So, like, you know, Third Eye Blind, Terrazactyl already mentioned, Gin Blossoms. Sure, um, sure. I, you know, Foo Fight, early Foo Fighters, huh. Nirvana. Yeah. So, my biggest genre that I listen to is a lot of 90s grunge. Yeah. So, it's going to be Nirvana, Alice in Chains. That's Pearl fair, Jam. that's fair. Pearl Jam's one of the biggest ones, and I finally got to see them. At Austin City Limits. Another side note that it's not technically 90s, but it helped you kind of get a quick... The rock band games. Yeah. Yeah, they, they really kind of yeah, like take that back They're up. an like, interesting way to kind of go, yeah. oh, I've never heard this song it before. Man, you, it's really fun to play. Yeah. I should... Do- I've downloaded... I don't know. I've downloaded a handful of songs based on purely well, playing the rock band games. Well, even Guitar Hero. When Guitar yep. Hero came out... Even know, Guitar Hero. There were a bunch of kids... And, yeah, they would have no idea who some of these artists were. And they hear this song, and they're like, oh, that was fun to play. Yeah, like I was saying, is I, you know, I'm really into Chili Peppers. And I was really kind of like, I grew up on an alternative station that mm-hmm. was in the middle of nowhere where I came from. The station in my town was country, but we got all the stuff in Grand Rapids, which was alternative rock. That's mainly what I gravitated to. So it was really weird just coming into the 2000s and i was start- <laughs> yep. just coming into coming two- into the 2000s and i was in a i was in the punk rock we had a discussion earlier and i started getting into that and that was kind of the like that kind of way that crested really early in 2000 but that really helped me like understand 90s punk and i'm a big lagwagon fan now 
I, I have been since the early 2000s. White Kong doesn't know what Lagwagon is. Lagwagon, you should look them up. They They're just really came fun. out with a new album. The, They're really this year. They write really uh, great lyrics to very simple rhythms. It's really great. I love Joey Cape. He's a great songwriter. Rest in peace, Tony Sly. And, I mean, just going off how you were saying, yeah, once 2000 hit, you kind of, you know, gravitated towards punk music. Yeah, once 2000 hit, I was really into uh, Less Than Jake. Yeah. And then Real Big Fish came and I was like, oh, yeah, Real Big Fish. And, and, I, and then one of my friends, several times. one of my friends who tears that hasn't met, he's a friend of high school. I won't say his name because I don't know if he cares if he's on the podcast or not. He's going to get fired from his job. But he introduced me to, I think, uh, Hippos, yeah, Less Than Jake. Less and I think my iPod or whatever was shuffling one day. Like, man, you know this song? I'm like, oh, it's all because of this buddy of mine from high school. I'm like, Man, you guys have really similar musical tastes. Like you guys got to hate each other. It hasn't happened yet. They haven't met yet. There's a good, probably good reason. Yeah, it's possible. Maybe yeah. the fates are just like, no, no. So since we're doing a kind of year in review, let's go from '90s music. Since I know we're in back to the '90s, sure. Are we going to switch? Change to, gears. Are we going to go to? We can go to current event movies. Current events, do you do that? movies. Well, I kind of wanted to do a first off. You know, what was your favorite music that came out this year? Oh shit! Ooh. We can do that. I don't know if I'm gonna have a good answer, but we can for, do that. For me, you can talk about my favorite. My favorite CD mm-hmm. that came out this year. My favorite album that came out this year was probably the new Foo Fighters album, Fuck. Sonic Highways, and they also did the HBO series, the which Sonic. I haven't seen yet, and I'm it's kicking, great. It's kicking great. myself for it. But now I can watch it all. It's in a great. Row. My only gripe is that ended it with the first. I think the first one they shot, and they should have just ended it with Seattle, and that was it. Well. Well, the reason why I like this Foo Fighters album is Excuse me. they did something that I've never heard being done on an album before. They went around to different cities and different recording studios and did songs that they felt related to, to the area. So the song they did in Chicago, they kind of wrote it. Actually, I heard Dave Grohl. They wrote the music first. I know they Dave Grohl because he is the drummer for Tenacious D often. Yes. Often. And, and the devil and, and yes. queens of the, he did drumming for queens of the stone age drumming for them crooked vultures them crooked vultures and obviously nirvana and then he did foo fighters obviously yeah. but foo fighters the greatest super group ever what dave grohl did was they wrote all the music they did all the drums the bass guitar they recorded all of that and then so they kind of did just you know instrumental songs and then dave grohl went back and wrote all the lyrics to fill in the gaps and he wrote it to kind of go with the cities and to me i think that's that's impressive such a cool idea that is impressive to kind of go city by city rather than just sit in a studio for an entire day spoiler seattle they separate the drums with the cymbals it's amazing weird so no it's you have more control or reach each instrument that's interesting and he was like yeah, I should just go up on stage and be the lead symbolist and just start crashing on the symbols, and then Taylor comes in with the drum fills. And the thing is, it's amazing. Could, I've seen Foo Fighters, and I could see Dave Grohl do that because he had a guy holding a triangle symbol, <laughs> and he stood there for like a minute just going, should we do a triangle solo? And everyone's like, yeah, fuck yeah! And then they were just like, he was just like, triangle solo? And it was he was like teasing us with this, and then finally he just went ting, ding, 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 and I was like, "This is the greatest thing ever." <laughs> Touche, sir. But that was my favorite album. I've been to a lot of concerts, but what? What? Do you, I mean, new music. What? What about you guys? 
For me, I, it's it's tough for me to say because I'm not a big like I, I download a lot of singles. Well, did you get the Now CD from this year? I didn't. I what didn't get your... the Now CD from this year. See, I really got um, I really enjoyed the new Chromio album. I play that like every week now. It's a, it's just so White Women is just so amazing. It just kicks it off with Jealous, and it goes the only Jealous is a great yeah single. It's a great track. The only problem I have is their song Sexy Socialite. It's the dumbest kind of like. It's weird, jokey song. Well, I just, I just don't like it. I when skip the it every female, time. when that female artist comes in, I just feel like this is the hokiest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I, and it's very Chromio esque. It's just, I, it's, I, I, the music's it. great. Yeah. It's a great beat, rhythm. You know, yeah, I just great. skip it. The whole. This, song this is right the now, for me. Crazy. This is the closest I get to like downloading music, like kind of current era music. Is I love watching shows on Netflix and buying DVDs of certain shows. And I have the Shazam app on my phone, so when I'm listening to a show like High Met Your Mother or Breaking Bad, or I think me and Tara Zetha will talk about this before, like Scrubs has really good music. Yes, Scrubs or is I'll, I'll watch music. the show and I'll be like, oh, what's that song? And I'll Shazam it. And then I'll go, i got to download that later. So a lot of my current era music is like, oh, I heard that on Breaking Bad or How I Met Your Mother or some other show. And I'm like, oh, man, I thought that music was really good. So a lot of my music, I guess the best way I could explain it is it's like TV music. Yeah, it's a lot soundtrack. Of current, so, yeah, yeah, soundtrack music. It's soundtrack kind of music. Yeah. And well, that's what Shazam was kind of meant for. Oh, it's perfect. To help, yeah. You know, help you wherever you are. It's, I worked in a bar, working the door, and I'd hear a song, and I'd be like, oh, damn it, what the hell is this song? Like, I, I, gotta have I it. know I've heard this. And so, yeah, Shazam. Hold it up. And I'd know the song, and yeah, I'd make a note of it. And, and in fact, I think Shazam has like a, a link. Shazam where you can bookmarks go right it, to, and then it gives you the option to like go straight to iTunes to buy and it. buy it, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, Shazam is is actually really helpful. Wikipedia, everything. I'm like a hundred. Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Come to me. The most reliable, actually, <laughs> source of information. Everybody makes fun of it, it actually but it's kind actually of is pretty is. accurate. Honestly, yeah. to start your research up, off, it's yeah. good, and then you it's use their basis. references. It's a good basis exactly. point. Yeah. yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like, all right, well, that's spelled wrong. Well, that's fine. I don't care. This is Media Mayhem, ELT's personal commentary on today's most relevant movies, TV, music, and anything else creating a buzz in our fast-paced, media-dominated world. For our Media Mayhem segment, Media Mayhem, we're going to talk about... RVD just took a shit. I like it. On your medias... (laughs) And your mayhems. Uh, we're going to talk about movies today. And honestly, as of the last like month or two, I've seen a ton. He saw all of the Oscar winner movies. I've seen, I've seen like Gone Girl. What was the count? Gone Girl, Birdman. What is it? Boy Life? or uh, Boyhood. Boyhood. Whiplash. All these movies. And honestly, I feel like the last month or two have been like... Just mwah, just stellar. Yeah. For well, that's what, how I think Oscar it usually season. goes. Yeah. yeah, that's how it usually goes. Towards yeah. the end of the year, that's when like the big ones come out. Well, I've been blown, like, to me, you know it's a really good movie when you get so sucked in. You're like, I, I'm forgetting everything else that's going on in my life. I just want to see what happens with these characters, the storyline. Like, you just get completely, like, tunnel vision into this movie. That, to me, is what makes a really good movie. Yeah. And I feel like all these, especially for this year, I feel like all these Oscar movies have been like, like, um, I used to do a lot of theater stuff. Tara Zachtel knows that. And, and uh, Birdman has uh, kind of a framing structure of they're doing a Broadway play. So I watched that movie and I was like, oh, that's really cool. It reminds me of my theater days. And uh, Boyhood is about a kid that basically the movie follows him over 12 years. Basically it ends with him going to college 
And if you grew up kind of around, like, the stuff he was into in elementary school was some of the stuff I was into in middle school. So I was like, oh, this kid's only, like, five years younger than me. Yeah. So a lot of this stuff, like, oh, I remember being into that or into that it's kind relatable. of thing. Yeah. It's very relatable. And there's, I just, and Whiplash, I also did some music stuff, and that's all about a guy who goes to music school. So for me specifically, I feel like, oh, my, a lot of these movies really reminded me about, like, the college and grad school times, like, Oh man, I remember when that was the most important thing. Or oh, I remember doing stuff like that. Or you know, for me, it's been very uh, reminiscent to me. Oh, see, I saw there's two space movies this year, so that really got me going. Guardians of the Galaxy, which fantastic, is fantastic movie. I liked it more than you guys the Avengers. Talk about every fucking podcast. Yeah, it's fantastic. You guys know, so I don't have to go into back much. to Marvel and DC. Yeah, <laughs> excuse me, we're gonna have an argument. In my opinion, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy was. Okay. Well, I it. thought it was okay. I, I will say this. I thought it was hyped up too much. I really like I Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm hesitant to say it's the best Marvel I, movie ever. I saw it maybe a month after it was already out. So I already... So did I. I saw... Well... And I don't believe... Let you, me I don't. I don't believe people's hype. That's why. Well... I don't get sucked in. I mean, I don't get sucked in either, but it's like... Clearly you do. I look... The last time I saw a movie multiple times in theaters, I think, was Dark Knight. I've never seen a movie multiple times. I didn't even see that movie in the theaters. I saw, but here's, here, oh, I saw the Midnight Show to Dark Knight, but each time we went, we wanted to see it in IMAX. Well, the Midnight showing IMAX was sold out, so we saw regular. We went on another occasion to, to see, see it in IMAX, IMAX, and they were sold out of IMAX, but they so had regular. So you to see it again. So we just, I would have gone to a different movie. Well, my mom were like, we're already here, so we saw it, and then the third time, I was finally like, okay, we're seeing IMAX this time. So I probably would have only really meant what, to see that in twice. What, what, what in the Dark Knight is like? Oh, this is so great on IMAX. Well, here's here's the thing that gets me because about movies like, like to me. It's like it's not really. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing spacious. that that they wanted to look this way it's a very, and then look that way. There's literally it's there's a lot of there's a couple of spacious. Well, here's shots, the thing that that ticked me off very, with IMAX. Like, it's very claustrophobic. Be- film. Because the whole film was not shot with IMAX cameras. No, you see the full because the IMAX yeah. screen is the full screen. So you see certain shots in IMAX, certain shots in like two thirds IMAX, Probably, yeah, and certain shots in regular, yeah, regular widescreen, and that's what kind of made me a little disinclined to see certain IMAX movies. I was like I paid to see the entire movie in IMAX, not <laughs> isolated scenes, not, just the, not, not isolated just scenes in IMAX. I paid to see the whole movie at IMAX, not just key scenes, yeah, and that bothered me immensely. Well, one movie that I saw this year, 2014, was Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Hercules. I didn't see Hercules. And it was surprisingly better than I was expecting. I feel like that's the that's kind of what I've heard. But like, then again, it's better than what you think, but it's not amazing. But like, then again, okay. it came out in what, it, June? Something it, like that. Yeah, yeah so somewhere like over they the had, summer. They had some... If, if you release a movie over the summer, there's some inkling that's like, hey, this isn't terrible. Yeah. You release it in January, February, it's like, oh, this is a pile of dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, they just rushed to get this out. Yeah. But if you've seen, like, The Rock in the Scorpion King movie, it's, kind, movie. it's kind of like that. I mean, just, like, the time period. But he, like, he... You know, obviously, bulked. he bulked up and then... Rock was really doing PR for it. Like, I follow The Rock on, I think, Instagram or Twitter or something mm-hmm. like that. And he was talking about, like, hey, man, I just bought out this theater so all these people could see Hercules. And I was like, you don't hear a ton of celebrities, like, buying tickets for people just to see the movie. I'm like, It's like, I'm playing Hercules. Right. Okay, Hercules is the most yep. stacked, muscled up 
hero in all of mythology. Pretty well, much. that's one of those movies like you hear a Hercules movie, and I feel like you're like, eh. You hear The Rock is doing Hercules movie, and your ears like, at least oh, perk up. Yeah. You at least go, hmm. And he he pulled it off pretty well, I think. Yeah. I can believe so, it. So I mean, if you haven't seen Hercules, worth the worth the worth watch. Check it out. It might. I don't know if. It, I feel like it should go to Netflix pretty quickly. Yeah, it probably will be because it's not going to be a movie that like everyone's going to rush out to. Go you buy. wouldn't buy Hercules, but it's worth the rent. Yeah, it's definitely worth the rent. It was pretty. Fair it enough. was entertaining, honestly. My brother and I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and then we saw Hercules the night after, and we liked Hercules better. Fair enough. That's I'll fair tell enough. you that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I was more entertained by Guardians of the Galaxy than the Avengers. That's how I would rate it. Well, I, well when d- I go to define movie, entertained, I guess. I laughed. I was exactly. I laughed more. I had more of a better. I had a better time enjoying the action scenes. There okay. was spacecraft fights. That's what I like. Well, they incorporate comedy better. Yeah. Into Guardians of the Galaxy because they I can have believe Chris that. Pratt. I yeah. can believe. That. I believe well, it's then James Gunn is a pretty good director. Yeah, the director and Chris Pratt work pretty well together to incorporate the comedy. I'm and then the Avengers. I mean, you have Robert Downey Jr. Right. every now and then throwing in a quick witty. They line. got some. They got joke sprinkles, but they're not like punchline, well, punchline, punchline. Well, in that first Avengers movie. I feel like they were trying to make it more serious anyway. I feel like they tried to straddle the line. On. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, Loki and, yep. and you know, the alien invasion. They wanted to kind of make it seem like this is serious shit. Serious with Maybe. little comedic flakes. I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was kind of the other way around. Yeah, it was yeah. It's like, comedy with some serious flakes. Yeah, and, and then they hardly came, serious. I don't they know. came right. back with a Captain America 2, which is like serious. It's serious uh, the whole couple time. Day, yeah. Yeah. Well, which I really love that. I, just, I actually just watched Captain America last night, Yeah, and there were two lines. Captain America 1 or 2? Two. 2, Winter two. Soldier. Winter Soldier. And there were a couple things in there that were, that where I was like, oh, huh, that's funny. Yeah. But a lot of it was just referencing back to Captain America 1 and yeah. the Avengers. I can see that. Like, they always have that line of, like, you know, oh, at least it's not bad, as bad as what happened in New York. And then yeah. if you haven't seen Avengers, you're like, what happened in New York? That's Yeah, that's kind of the trap that they're falling into. You have like, to see them in order. Yeah. Or you'll have no idea what's going yeah, on. My girlfriend is just not going to movies with me. So it's kind of, she's got a different schedule, way different schedule than I do. Sure. So it's like... I have to watch movies with her on Stars or HBO Go or whatever, and I just got Guardians of the Galaxy, and she was in the middle of doing her thing in the summer. She works for a Renaissance Festival. And Don't French it up. I know. Don't class it up, boy. She works for a Renaissance Festival, so her summers are booked doing she that. She does the jousting. Yeah. She's a bigger gal. She fights people all the time. Wait till she hears <laughs> But I don't know. That's... I really liked Interstellar, but everybody was like blown away by the math and That's, the science and the physics. What I love about Interstellar, and I was like, "This is a greatly another good movie. movie, a greatly performed movie." But it's something that I'm already into, so it's not something that's gonna like blow me away. What I think Interstellar did a very good job of, in comparison to movie like Gravity, which was similar thematically, is that like Interstellar, <laughs> Interstellar had a lot of the science, at least as we know it now, correct. Where supposedly gravity had a lot of stuff that was just like, that's not how that works. Uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson did a video about how, like, all these things in gravity are wrong. And, really? And basically, his video on Interstellar was like, well, that's right, that's right, that's right as far as we know. And then yeah, when it gets to the black hole stuff, it's like, well, we well, don't really we, know what happens yeah, when we get in a black know. hole. They just so, the they just, yeah. So just at that point, theory. it's like, we don't know that's wrong, so... 
I can't tell you that's how that works, but it's kind of theoretically plausible kind but of stuff. But even so, it's a movie. It is a movie. So, but that's what I like about it. Whether it's right or wrong, I mean, yeah, you'll take into account like, well, that's not how it works. Right. But that shouldn't deter you from No, it can still be a film. good movie. Exactly. I just like that you watch the movie and go, oh, a lot of this is plausible. It's it's Now, it definitely has its fantasy elements in it, mm-hmm. but up to a certain point, it's like, oh, that's plausible. That makes sense. And and, and that's what I liked about Interstellar because I'm, I'm a big fan of time travel and whatnot. And this whole enters into, you know... Uh, you know, if you go up in space, you age differently than if you're on Earth and all that stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, this relativity. is a really interesting concept. It is relativity. That's, yeah. Don't act like that's a common fact <laughs> that everyone knows. Like, oh, it's obviously that. Oh, you studied film in college? Yeah. Oh, you should know that. Yeah. that's. Every, a, I feel like that's... A, everybody should know rel- how relativity kind of works. I bet you most people don't. They should. Wait, I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying they, they should. Did you learn that in physics? I learned that in high school. In high school physics? No, high school science. Anyway, what I like about Interstellar is that a lot of the science is correct or plausible. Yeah. And I got to commend them for that. Apparently, there's a a scientist was the exec producer on the film and stuff like that. So I I do got to give them credit for at least getting the science in the ballpark of correctness. Yeah. Where a lot of films just go, eh, we're just going to do a science movie that does this. I feel like if they tried, it should be good. Explosions right. in space do not exist. Do not. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. It's not a thing. Well, there was I was watching a lot of Neil deGrasse Tyson videos recently, and he talks about how like the reason spiders can like crawl on walls and the ceiling is because they're so small. Gravity affects them basically not really doesn't really affect them because they're so small. Mm. And he said what a lot of science movies gets wrong is they make a giant spider, let's say, and that spider's still crawling on the walls and ceiling. He goes that wouldn't work if the the only reason a spider can crawl on your ceiling is because it's or a big tiny. part is because it's tiny. You can't just make a spider, you know, the size of a person and have it still have those abilities. It wouldn't have them at that that's size. That's kind of trivial. To me, that's just interesting but that then a movie again, can get like, a lot of Well, I get what they're doing. It's a spider. You know? Right. I get it. Spiders generally crawl on the scene. I really love the giant wave that was in, in Interstellar. Yep. It was like, there's a flat surface. This shit's going to happen. Yeah. Because of the way tectonics works. Is the like wave goes out, gonna, the yeah. water pulls away, and then here it and comes, then, yeah. and then you'll be left with nothing again. Yep, that's just the way it works. Yep, that's, that's the what way I loved. I mean, yeah, there's things like that. that are... Shut up. There's man. nothing left. I haven't seen Interstellar, so I don't no. know what you guys are it, talking. It's about. it's a good movie that that uh, I've heard this. I've heard the special effects are outstanding. Special effects are good. Uh, there's yeah. just a lot of moments where, especially if you're thinking about like you know, if you're in the mindset of family and kids and stuff like that, like. Wow! Imagine you know. Imagine going into space and being away from your family for a long time or ever. Or so it's a movie that actually makes you feel and you know kind of. There's a scene at the halfway point. Puts you in their shoes. There's a scene at the halfway point. I don't know if I want to ruin anything for you or the listeners. Please don't. Yeah, let's. I haven't seen it. I'm not. I don't want to say that scene, but there's there's one scene that Matthew McConaughey goes through. I was like that. You're like, man. I can't imagine what that would be like. He, he, and since he can act his way out of it, I was gonna yeah. say he's a pretty good actor. Yeah. Uh, so there's yeah, that one scene to... at like the third to a halfway point. You're like, Ooh. wow, that it's it's a heavy scene. Yeah, it's yeah. heavy. And it's that's heavy. one of the first scenes you you see in the movie. And you're like, this is a game changer. Yeah. This is this is fucking intense. Is that all we got I think that's for 2014 movies? in review for Boxing Day special. A lot of good movies. Now CDs were fun. WD, WWE's Brock doing Lesner. some stuff. Brock Lesnar holds the belt. Hey. He'd whoop my ass, that's yeah. for sure. Oh, God. Sure. He'd kill all of he'd us. Conquer, he'd conquer the world. He could, could pinch us in the arm and we'd all die. Yeah. 
Yeah, wait till I get a gun, though. But Nikki Bella? <laughs> eh. She's good looking. She'd pin you down with her boobies. They're heavy. Not the worst way to go. Boom! Sandbags! Do we have... Oh, we always try to end with some words of wisdom. RVD, you're you're uh, kind of the guest of this show. Do you have any yeah. words of wisdom to end on? Um, don't drive 16 and a half hours straight. I drove all the way up here from Texas. In <laughs> 16 and a half hours in a 15-hour drive. And with but, that being uh, said... That and always drink your Black Label, kids. Be sure to drink your Black Label? What a crummy commercial. <laughs> with that all that being joke. said, I think that's our advice for Degenerate Minds. Thank you all for listening. See you guys around. Bye. Congratulations! You've survived your journey through the minds of degenerates with your hosts, White Kong and Terror Zactyl. ELT Productions produces all original content. Like us on Facebook and look out for our next edition of ELT Productions, Degenerate Minds. Degenerate Minds.